The sun beat down ferociously. A tall individual with the blood-red skin and crimson hair of a slaughterer was standing by a wall. Hanging round his neck was a wooden tray overflowing with the leather talismans and amulets which he was trying to sell. "'Lucky charms!' he cried. "'Get your lucky charms here!' Twig watched him sadly. The slaughterer, like so many of the Deepwoods folk who had listened to rumours that the streets of Undertown were paved with gold, was finding the reality quite different. With a sigh he turned and was about to move on, when a mean-looking cloddertrog in tattered clothes and heavy boots brushed past him. "'Lucky charm!' the slaughterer said cheerily and stepped forwards, leather thong at the ready. "'Keep your murderous red hands off me!' the cloddertrog roared and shoved the outstretched arm savagely away. The slaughterer crashed to the ground, as the clodotrog stomped off, cursing under his breath, Twig hurried over. "'Are you all right?' he asked, reaching down to help him. The slaughterer rolled over. "'Blooming rudeness,' he complained. "'It can't be easy,' said Twig sympathetically. "'So far away from your Deepwoods home.' "'I am Tendon,' he said. "'Thank you for stopping to see whether I was all right.' He sniffed. "'I don't suppose you might care to buy one of my lucky charms?' "'Twig smiled to himself as the slaughterer selected one of the leather talismans and held it out. "'How about this one? It's extremely potent.' "'Twig looked at the intricate spiral tooled into the deep red leather. "'That'll be six quarters. Unless,' the slaughterer added in a conspiratorial whisper, "'you've got any frax dust?' He looked at the silver ball-shaped medallion hanging round Twig's neck. A speck would do. Sorry, said Twig. I have none to spare. The slaughterer shrugged. With the charm nestling amongst the others he had accumulated over the years, Twig continued on his way through the labyrinth of tiny winding alleyways. Just as he was passing a pet shop, he heard a rasping, insistent whisper. I'll be here, Twig, came the voice. Urgently. Twig looked up and gasped. Caterbird, he said. The very same, the caterbird whispered. Greetings. Greetings, said Twig, but keep your voice down, the caterbird hissed, and his right eyes swivelled round to the entrance of the shop. I don't want Flabsweat to know I can talk. Twig nodded. How had so noble a creature ended up in such squalid surroundings? The caterbird had watched over Twig ever since he had been present at its hatching, and now it was placed in a cage barely larger than the poor creature itself. "'I'll soon have you out of there,' said Twig, pulling his knife from his belt. He thrust the thin blade into the keyhole of the padlock and began jiggling it around. "'Hurry!' urged the caterbird. At that moment the air resounded with a deafening crack. The emergency chains which helped to hold the floating city of Sanctifrax in place were breaking. "'Another one's gone!' someone screamed. "'Look out!' screeched another. The chain tumbled back to earth with an incongruously gentle jingle-jangle. Then the chain crashed down, a scream went up, then silence. As the dust settled, Twig surveyed the scene. The roof of the ironmongers had stoved in, and there on the street lay an unfortunate creature crushed to death by the weight of the falling metal. Twig stared at the tattered clothes and heavy boots. It was the clodotrog. Ah, me, he heard the caterbird sigh. 
The situation is reaching crisis point, and that's a fact. What do you mean? Twig asked. It's a long story, he said slowly. And... He paused. What? said Twig. The caterbird remained silent. It swivelled one eye meaningfully round towards the entrance of the shop. Oi! came a gruff voice. Are you intending to buy that bird, or what? Sliding the knife up his sleeve, Twig turned. He was confronted by a heavy-set character who was standing with his legs apart and his hands on his hips. I just dodged in here when the chain broke, Twig said. Hmm, said Flabsweat, looking round at the damage that had been caused. A bad business it is, and all for that bunch of so-called academics. What good do they ever do us? You know, if it was up to me, I'd cut all the chains and let Sanctifrax fly off into the open sky, he added bitterly. Twig was speechless. He'd never heard anyone talk ill of the academics of the floating city. Now, are you interested in that bird or not? Flabsweat asked wheezily. Twig glanced at the bedraggled caterbird. I was looking for a talker. Oh, you'll get nothing out of that one, Flabsweat said scornfully. He turned abruptly. I'm with another customer at the moment. Give me a shout if you need any help. Oh, don't just stand there smirking, the caterbird exclaimed when Flabsweat had gone. Get me out of here. No, said Twig. I want to hear that long story first. The situation is reaching crisis point, that's what you said. I want to know why. Let me out, and I'll tell you everything, said the caterbird. No, said Twig. Tell me first, and then I'll set you free. Why, you insolent young whelp, the caterbird shouted angrily. After everything I've done for you, keep your voice down, said Twig. The caterbird fell still. Then it began. It all started twenty years ago. Picture the scene. A cold blustery evening. The moon rises over Sanctifrax. A lone figure scurries across the cobbled courtyard. It is an apprentice rain-taster, Vilnix Pomponius. What the Vilnix Pomponius? Twig blurted out. Most high academe of Sanctifrax. The very same, said the caterbird. Many of those who attain greatness have the humblest of origins. He used to be a knife-grinder in Undertown, but Vilnix Pomponius was ruthlessly ambitious. As he hurried on towards the glittering spires of the School of Light and Darkness, he was plotting and scheming. Twig shuddered. For you see, the caterbird explained, Vilnix had the ear of one of the most powerful Sanctifrax scholars of the time, the Professor of Darkness. It was he who had sponsored Vilnix through the Knights Academy, and when Vilnix was later dismissed for insubordination, it was he who had secured his place in the faculty of rain-tasters, rather than see him cast out of Sanctifrax completely. The caterbird took a breath. One day, inside the opulence of the professor's study, Vilnix held up a glass beaker of liquid dramatically. The rain coming in from over the edge is becoming more acidic, he said. This is due to an increase in the number of sour mist particles in the raindrops. It was thought you might be interested. The Professor of Darkness was interested. 
the presence of sour mist particles could presage the arrival of a great storm. I must consult with the wind touchers and cloud watchers, he said, to determine whether they have also identified signs of an approaching great storm. Good work, my boy. Vilnix's eyes gleamed. Taking care not to arouse his suspicions, he drew the old professor on. A great storm, he said innocently. Does this mean that a night academic will be sent in search of more storm fracks? The professor confirmed that it did. And not before time, Vilnik said. The great rock which Sanctifrax stands upon is still growing and becoming more buoyant, and you need more storm fracks in the treasury to weigh it down. The professor nodded vigorously. And preserve the equilibrium. It is so long since a night academic returned with fresh supplies of storm fracks. A smile played over Vilnix's curled lips. And which night is to be sent on this occasion? he asked. The professor snorted. The professor of lights, protege Quintinius Virginix. My father, Twig exclaimed. I didn't realise he knew the most high academe, nor that he was ever in the Knights Academy. If you'd hold your tongue, the caterbird said impatiently, then perhaps... It was cut short by the sound of frantic yelping from inside the shop. Flabsweat appeared at the doorway, babbling about how a vulpoon, a straggly bird of prey with a viciously serrated beak and razor-sharp talons, had slipped its tether and laid into a hapless lap muffler. Is it all right? asked Twig. All right, Flabsweat wheezed. The lap muffler? No, it's not all right. Guts everywhere. I'll have to fetch the animal quick. He looked at Twig as if seeing him for the first time.